0: Live on the telephone with R.W. Estella, with a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. Many of us here are relatively content with the way that New England, and sometimes Maine, is the sort of place affording the four seasons in more or less equal proportions through the year. It's also one of the reasons I've always liked the number 13, which I figure is a naturally lucky number, The resulting quotient when we divide a year's worth of weeks by a year's worth of seasons. And despite the Patriots' loss last night, we have reason to celebrate in general. We are on the other side of that halfway mark between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, regardless of what various groundhogs collectively argued on their day this past Thursday, as argue they did. Pungstahani Phil, emerging from his lair on Gobbler's Knob, saw his shadow thus metaphorically announcing that we were in for six more weeks of winter, which most of us who can read a calendar pretty much expected anyway. But groundhogs elsewhere in the United States did not see their shadows, and thus concluded that we're in for an early spring. They included West Virginia's French Creek Freddy, Georgia's General Beauregard Lee, Michigan's Woody the Woodchuck, Ohio's Buckeye Chuck, and New York's Staten Island's Chuck a couple of Canadian woodchuck brethren also disagreed with Punxsahawney Phil's prediction and sided instead with those of the early spring view, namely Ontario's Weorton Willie and Nova Scotia's Shubenacadie Sam. What I've really wondered over the years, however, is why the names of some of these meteorological groundhogs haven't sounded just a little more German than they do. After all, the Groundhog Day celebration sprang all puns intended, from the German superstition that when a hibernating animal casts a shadow on Candlemas Day, which is February 2nd, winter will last another six weeks. If no shadow is cast, then spring will come early. Of course, as a cross-quarter day, Kandelmas is positioned at the six weeks and changed position anyway. The early spring thing is not literal, but figurative. But we humans have fun with this animal stuff anyway. Coming up tomorrow, just before 5 in the afternoon, we have the wolf moon, February's full of moon. It's also known as the snow moon and the hunger moon, for obvious reasons. This year, though, I'll also be calling it the bat moon, in the not-exactly-off chance that our humble little home's interior hosts yet another heptisicus fuscus, or big, big brown bat. We've not had any bat visitors inside the house for several years, but this winter, many folks are calling a non-winter, we have had two, both within a couple of days of one another. Bat expert Bill Elliott tells me that the abnormally abundant warm weather is likely the culprit, interrupting the bat's hibernation cycle and causing them to wander about during a time of year when they usually would not. So we are on constant bat alert. We have help. Our trusty Maine Coon cat has now also become our ever-vigilant bat cat who spots the bat and stays glued to it while I fetch the bat net to capture it and convey it outdoors. We are trying to take this all in stride. Shouldn't humans be adaptable and rise to the challenge? If the coon cat, er, bat cat has no problems, why should we? Tomorrow domain, have a great day.